Hey guys, it's Katie Baldwin here for another episode of Catholic Reflections. I apologize if it's been a little slow. Uh, I'm just now uploading Saturday's episode, so my apologies for that. Uh, things have been a little crazy here, and uh, my husband Gary was off last. Excuse me. I'll try not to yawn the entire time. Uh, my husband Gary was off last night, so I spent the evening with him, and I didn't do a uh, episode. So I'm doing an episode now. We are doing Monday's readings, um, and we will do our reflection as well. Um, so your readings today are a memorial of Saints Cornelius Pope and Cyprian, Bishop Martyrs. So here are your readings. Reading number one is from 1 Timothy. Beloved, first of all, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. This was the testimony at the proper time. For this I was appointed preacher and apostle. I am speaking the truth. I am not lying. Teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. It is my wish, then, that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. Responsorial psalm today is, Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard my prayer. Hear the sound of my pleading when I cry to you, lifting up my hands toward your holy shrine. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard my prayer. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I find help. Then my heart exalts, and with my song I give him thanks. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard my prayer. The Lord is the strength of his people, the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Feed them and carry them forever. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard my prayer. God's, and then here's your um, <clears throat> gospel reading. Alleluia, alleluia. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had finished all his words to his people, or to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore I did not consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, 
with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard, he was amazed at him, and turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we're talking about faith tonight. I love talking about faith and prayer. And I'm going to combine these two together because they, honestly, they go hand in hand. You know, we don't talk enough about prayer. Uh, You know, prayer is such an integral part of our faith. It's how we talk to God. It's how we communicate to Him. And I want to talk about something called persevering prayer, repetitive prayer. And I'm not talking about, like, the Hail Mary or the Rosary. That's not repetitive. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you have a problem, and you're going to God numerous times about it. Like you're in a situation and you continue to go to God, but it's not getting any better, but you continue to go to him because you have the faith that he's going to do something. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight is the idea that, you know, not only should we come to him, you know, with our good things, which of course we need to praise him for all the good things that we have in our life, but we need to come with him to come to him with the struggling things and be repetitive. He wants to hear your repetitive prayer. He wants to see the perseverance you have in praying that he's going to do something in your life. Look at the centurion in today's gospel. He knew that Jesus could heal his slave. He knew that Jesus could do this. He had enough faith to even ask him to. That's what I want to talk about tonight. It's the idea that we can ask God to do the impossible. To do Things that we may think are out of reach, that we might think are kind of, there's no way that can happen. But guys, you got to remember, God is supernatural. He can do anything. You just have to ask. And I don't mean just ask once. No, I mean ask several times. He wants to see your perseverance. If you really want something, ask him several times. He never gets tired of hearing it. And I know a lot of people say, oh, just pray for it once. If it happens, it happens. No, 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 no. That's not at all what Christ tells us. He says, I've never seen this much faith in all of Israel. Because the centurion knew that Christ could do this. He had enough faith to approach him, to even ask him to do it. Are we like that in our faith lives? In our faith journey, do we go to him in prayer with, you know, the things that are bothering us? The things that weigh heavy. Are we like the centurion? Do we have enough faith to say, I know you can do this, Lord, so I'm giving it to you to deal with? And not only do we ask him once, ask him several times. He never gets tired of our perseverance in prayer. Uh, I had a priest when I went to St. Margaret's in Bel Air, uh, a, a great quote, and it's, uh, I think it's Father Mike said it. He said, we persevere in all things. Why not prayer be one of them? Why are we not persevering in prayer? Why are we afraid to ask God more than once for something? If we really want something and we know that he can do it, then why not ask him a couple times? Guys, God 
can do amazing things. But we have to have the faith to even ask, to even approach him and say, look, God, I really want this to happen, or I really need this situation to turn around. And, you know, but here's the thing. Let me give a catch here. When we're persevering in our prayer, we should persevere in our prayer that his will be done. Even if that means it's not in accordance with what we want. We may want the situation to turn out a different way. But the problem is, he may want it, he may see a different way for you, a better way for you. So when you're praying, when you're doing your, you know, when you're persevering in prayer, when you're constantly going to him for the same thing over and over again, note it's not your will that needs to be done, it's his. We should be striving to live in his will for our lives, not our own, because I've talked about this before, that our will is one of destruction and will lead us astray. His will is perfect. His will is always perfect. There's never anything unperfect about it. It just, it just, it doesn't work that way. And unless we recognize that in our prayer lives, we're not going to see the fruit of our prayer. Uh, you know, you know, we're not going to see the wonderful things that God wants to do for us. You know, what he wants, you know, what he, the, the, the things that he wants to give us in accordance. Hold on, I'm writing a thing here. And like I said, guys, I'm sorry that I am just now publishing this episode. Things have been a little crazy. So I just posted it. Uh, Anyways, so yeah, we're talking about the idea of perseverance in prayer. But here's the catch, guys. We need to do it in that it's in accordance with His will. The Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, that's our prayer, that His will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. Because His will is perfect for our lives. His will will never cause us to stray. His will is our salvation. And we need to never stray from that. So when we have our perseverance in prayer, we need to constantly, you know, say that it is your will that needs to be done in my life, not my own. Not my own. All right, your daily reflection tonight is going to be the beauty of the humble soul. We're talking about humility tonight. What is it that makes someone beautiful? More than anything, it is the virtue of humility. Humility is exceptionally attractive. Though some may may not be that impressed with the humble soul at first, over time, humility will draw even the most arrogant and self-centered person to itself. It's hard to ignore the deep attractiveness of a humble soul because God is intimately present in that person. In fact, it could almost be said that God would do anything that a humbled soul asks. 
It's as if humility imposes an obligation upon God to bestow extraordinary graces through their lowly heart. Humility is a complete self-emptying of oneself before God and others. The result is that the person disappears and all that is left is God. God shines through the humble more radiantly than the person filled with the greatest talents. Humble yourself before God. The lower you go, the more God shines through and the more his mercy is bestowed. Do you seek to be humble? Or do you tend to exert yourself and make yourself the center of attention? The irony is that, as the scripture says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So many of the great saints are perfect examples of this in that their focus was love of God and love of others. But in the end, these great saints were often lifted high for others to see. Seek to be one of these great saints by humbling yourself this day. Ponder humility and convince yourself of its value. Through it, the beauty and mercy of God will shine forth. Humility. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also extremely hard to come by. You know, when we talk about humility, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, I feel like it gets lost in translation, so I feel the need to say it again. Humility gives God more room to work in us because an arrogant heart will not allow God to do what he wants to do on us an arrogant heart is just gonna say oh I'm just gonna do it my way and everybody else can go you know do whatever they're doing I'm doing it how I want and there's all that matters but a humble heart's gonna say no my will isn't right I need to allow God to work in me and do what his will wants, not what I want. And, you know, I feel like we forget that. We forget that it is his will that matters and not our own. It is his life in us that matters and not our own. You know, we, what is the term? He must, I must decrease so he can increase. I think that was St. Paul said that. I believe it was St. Paul. I have to look. But he, I must decrease so he can increase. That is a perfect example of humility. It is a perfect example of humility because that is what we all should strive for. We should all strive to be that humble. That we have nothing left of ourselves. We've given everything to God. And he's going to do wonderful things. And I feel like that's the opposite of today's world. Today's world wants you to go out and be all these things. A high position, a great car, a great house, whatever. God doesn't want those things. I mean, yes, he wants you to live a good life, of course. But that might require humility on your part. So are you in a position where you can be humble before the Lord? Or are you in a position which, you know, you're a little stubborn, you're a little hard-headed, you're, you're a little whatever you may be. Are you in that position? 
Can you change your position? Well, absolutely, you can change your position. And let's pray to do that. Lord, I know I am full of pride at times. And that pride keeps me from admitting this fact. Please humble me and help me to lower myself before your infinite majesty. Give me the grace to seek you above all things and to give you all the glory and honor. Jesus, I trust in you. Guys, humility is a virtue. It is a grace, and we can only receive it with God's help. We cannot receive it on our own because of our nature, our fallen nature, our sinful nature. Because what did God say to Adam? You may eat of all the trees in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what do they do? They eat it. And they become prideful. They hide from God. Humility is not given on our own. We cannot get you humble on our own. And to think otherwise is to fool yourself. It is to fool yourself, to make a mockery of yourself, and to make a mockery of all that God can do in your life. Do not do that. If you want to be humble, ask God for help, and he will help you. As always, everyone, thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. I will post this probably tomorrow, if I don't remember to do it tonight. But as always, guys, thank you for listening. God bless you all, and good night, and thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. Bye-bye now.